1: Welcome to Masculine Journey After Hours, and we are talking about the topic of out of control. You know, what to do when uh, life feels out of control, and I think that a lot of people are feeling that uh, definitely during this this COVID situation that we've been going through, that uh, I think that control's been dictated to us by the way a lot of people feel. You know, when they released some stuff in North Carolina last Friday at 5, I think it was, you could not drive anywhere Saturday. It was like all of a sudden people thought that that meant it was like wide open again. You couldn't go to the grocery. You know, every place was full. You know, it was just amazing, you know, and, and uh, I didn't go anywhere. <laughs> I, I saw the cars like I'll buy whatever I need to next week. You know, I, I, can, I can last a couple more days. I still have toilet paper. But, uh, yeah, you know, when you don't have control, you do things like you buy toilet paper. <laughs> that, that's obviously going to give you control over something you know
2: <laughs> and it seems rather important at that point yeah that's what i've heard that i couldn't figure that out i mean i why are people not going for um <laughs> hand sanitizer and soap no they're going for toilet paper and i heard that people don't want to get in a situation to where they're um without something yeah you know just they comfort it, yeah but we missed the important. opportunity
0: for the perfect bump out music you know Wipe out. <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: so, so I asked
3: God, why the toilet paper? Why the toilet paper? God's sense of humor. He says, because the crap has hit the fan.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy. I had to go to the, uh, the store today to get some stuff. I was out of milk and some things, that, some staples. You know, I finally had to, to buck up and go, and still, no toilet paper. It's like, how can, how can we be this far into it, and people are still buying you know that hoarding
0: mentality. The roll was called up yonder.
4: <laughs> Welcome to Robbie's Puns. Yes. Today. This is Robbie's potty humor. It's it's the next big movement. Roddy, Roddy, um, Robbie's potty. It's number two currently. Yes. It's number two on the charts. Um yes it is. Uh so, so we're out of control, right? I mean, we're all a little bit punchy. This is the first time that we've all been able to be in the studio together since the beginning of COVID nineteen, and yeah. so we're, you know, I promise we're not drinking. Yeah, um,
1: we're, we are missing a couple of the people. And I wish they could have been here, but it's nice to have you guys not just on the phone.
4: Right, exactly, and and it's it is fun to be together, and so we're cutting up a little bit and having some fun together. And excited about that. But this whole idea of I'm not in control of very much right now, um, even if you are. I mean, my life hasn't really been any different than it ever has been through this whole thing. Other than the fact that I've not been able to use Charmin Ultra Soft. Yeah. Um, I've had to use Kirkland brand toilet paper, which I'm not excited about. Let uh, me just sell you. Costco grade. needs to do better. Yeah. <laughs> um, however... You know, my life really hasn't changed much, Um, and I got to thinking about that the other day, and I thought, you know, I'm lucky, because most people's lives really have changed an awful lot, and, uh, you know, but I still feel that angst, you know, that, that angst of... Everybody's trying to tell everybody else what to do Uh, on Facebook. It's horrible how people are treating each other on Facebook. And it's, you know, they don't have any control over anything. So what they're going to do is try to control somebody on Facebook. You should wear a mask. You shouldn't wear a mask. It's, you know, I mean, all the different stuff that's out there. It's crazy the way people are treating each other. And they're just judging each other right and left. And it's, it's so funny that... This is where we're at. And most of them are Christians. I mean, most of my friends that I'm, you know, on Facebook with are Christians and I'm like, hey, hey, Matthew seven, Matthew seven, you know, but we are very much out of control. Everybody's getting punchy and we're trying to take back something. But that's, you know, we left the, the regular show you talking about that's your struggle. It's my struggle, too. I'm willing to give God control. After I try four or five things, I'm I'm ready to give him control. But as long as he's willing, it's, okay, God, I'm going to give you control, but I need you to take this to that place for me. Yeah. So he becomes my errand boy if I'm not careful. Uh, and I I don't mean that in any disrespect at all, it, but that is how poorly I am treating him.
2: Yeah, and what's in your timeline and stuff to
4: well yeah of course I mean it needs to be done by this week I think
2: it was funny two or three weeks ago I think you said man I've really been encouraged by what I've seen on Facebook and how people are reaching out and being kind to one another yeah well that's over exactly (laughs) that was how quick it changed because we didn't hit the timeline right but
1: I'm still
4: trying to figure out what Matthew 7 is.
2: <laughs> I'm like, love others. No, that's
1: John,
4: I think. Judge I not, lest you be oh, judged. For okay. with what judgment you judge, you shall be judged.
1: Yeah, I could I could look it up on the From phone. the King
4: James.
0: Okay. Uh, there you go. <laughs> I, I got the ifs, so we're yeah. okay. good. <laughs> <No, so. laughs> yeah, we, well, what we were talking that, that I think is like, oh my goodness, when – I look back in my life at the time that I was the most out of control. I, there was places in my health that were out of control, but it was it's a little dead. different. Yeah. <laughs> but w- when I was losing the dealership and everything financial, my house, my reputation, <laughs> you know, all my, you know, my friends were evaporating. Everything was, you know, ricocheting off everywhere. And, and I remember all too vividly praying as I'm going up the hill into where the Moxville is. You know God are you aware of all that's going on here because you know there's people they're talking about you because you know everybody knew I was a Christian and they are thinking I stole the money and how could you know and this is hard on your reputation and he he was very clear to me (laughs) Robbie you take care of your reputation I'm perfectly capable mine's in good shape mine's in good shape but it brings back a point that I think is relevant is that this is when I'm really got sensitive to start to listen okay because clearly we are headed in some real rocky rocky waters and I see big boulders coming up they're going to slap my family going to slap my employees they all lost their jobs you know I saw these things that I guess are similar to what people are t- experiencing right now and you know I didn't perceive Honestly, to quote a clip, we're going to play here in a second, that failure was an option. It just didn't, it, that, that, that thought never occurred to me. That clearly he was going to save my bacon. Clearly we were going to pull the ox out of the ditch. This can't go this way. But it was an option and it was what he had. And it really did, you know, I'm whatever it is, 13, 14 years on the other side of that catastrophe. And oh my goodness the freedom that my heart now has, and as I heard you talk about your story, Wayne, that you're going through something similar with your job right now, I had no concept of how my heart had been tied into the car business and, 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 and the bondage that was to Chrysler and to Chrysler Financial and all these different people that, that really had me in places that I, I hate to even think about where I was at that point in my life. And there was no, talk about frustration like we talked about in the last show.
3: Yeah, one of the things you said there that I caught on really quick to was, you know, it took that before you really started to listen. It took that before you really, really realized that I can hear his voice. He is talking to me um, and he's talking to all of us he, and, and he's been screaming. And, and, you know, that's part of this COVID thing is he's he's taken us to a point where now we're 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 pulled away from the things that we thought mattered, and he, he and he's taken the, to a place where we have to really get to a, to listening.
1: Darren, do you want to go ahead and set up the clip? Cause yeah, we'll,
4: we'll, we'll set this clip up. It's kind of a continuation of of these guys uh, in Houston trying to figure out how to get these guys back, and you'll hear some heroes and some zeros in here, and then and then you'll you'll hear um, Ed Harris's character you know, at the end say, look, failure is not an option. And so we're, we're going to talk about that in a minute.
5: So you're telling me you can only give our guys 45 hours? That brings them to about there. Gentlemen, that's not acceptable.
3: you power here. Whoa, whoa, guys, power,
5: power is everything. Power is everything. What do you mean? Without it, they don't talk to us. They don't correct their trajectory. They don't turn the heat shield around. I- We gotta turn everything off, now. They're not gonna make it to re-entry. What do you mean everything? With everything on, the lem draws 60 amps. At that rate, in 16 hours, the batteries are dead, not 45, and so is the crew. We gotta get them down to 12 amps.
3: 12 12. 12. amps? How many? You can't run run a vacuum cleaner on 12 amps, John. We gotta turn off
5: the the, the the radars. Cabin heater, instrument displays, the guidance computer, the whole smack. Whoa, guidance yes. computer? What if they need to do another burn? Gene, they won't even know which way they're pointed. The more time we talk down here, the more juice they waste up there. I've been looking at the data for the past hour. That's the deal? That's the deal. Okay, John. The minute we finish the burn, we'll power down the limb. All right. Now, in the meantime, we're going to have a frozen command module up there. In a couple days, we're going to have to power it up using nothing but the re-entry batteries. We've been tried before. Hell, we've never even simulated it before, Gene. Well, we're gonna have to figure it out. I want people in our simulators working re-entry scenarios. I want you guys to find every engineer who designed every switch, every circuit, every transistor, and every light bulb that's up there. Then I want you to talk to the guy in the assembly line who actually built the thing. Find out how to squeeze every amp out of both of these machines. I want this mark all the way back to Earth with time to spare. We never lost an American in space. We're sure it's not going to lose one on my watch. Failure is not an option.
1: Yeah, I never noticed him stammering so much.
4: (laughs) Yeah. Ed's (laughs) very unsure of himself.
5: Yeah, no, I
1: think for me as I listen to that clip over and over, you know, from a leadership lesson, you know, I've seen that actually in a couple different companies I've been with, and you're talking about the the power of good leadership. Mm -hmm. And there's some truth in that, you know, that you you do have to take control You also have to give control. And I think for me, the key words in there was what he said, not on my watch. Mm -hmm. Because that makes me the failure. Mm -hmm. Right? If something happens and I'm the failure. Right? And and when you live with that fear, as you talked about in the last one, you're going to, not in the case of this movie, but in most cases, you're going to make some really bad decisions.
4: Most of my young life, I was a, a manager, a leader. I mean, from the time I was 19 years old, I was in supervisory positions and, and managing people's companies or my own company. And, and failure always felt like it wasn't an option, right? And so I was that very intense guy that you just heard talking. And I had a good head on my shoulders enough to think of, figure out ways to get out of things. But one thing I learned fairly early on was that the people around me are probably smarter than I am um, at any particular thing, maybe not on everything, but there's at least one guy in the room that's smarter than me on, you know, voltage meters. And so find that guy and figure out what we got to do. And, I, and that's the way we are is we we want to we talk to, we want to find out, we want to research, we want to do all those things. And we're usually doing that long before we go, okay, God, <laughs> you know exactly how a voltmeter works. You know exactly how those batteries work. You know exactly how that that space you know ship is going to get back home. And so, God, what do you got for us? And, and then waiting on him. And sometimes, you know, and we talked about this before the show, Robbie brought it up and, and it was a point of contention among all of us. Is that really true? Is failure not an option? Well, faith can say, yeah, failure is an option, but I'm okay with that if, if God wants me to fail here in order to give me something better. And quite often he does. And um, we're going to have Morgan Snyder on next week uh, with us, and he just wrote a new book called Becoming a King. And one of the quotes in that book is, that a man of 30 has so many things in his heart and mind there's so much taken up room in there that there's no way that God can give him new stuff until he excavates and tears down some old stuff and we're always there and so God is always in the business of yeah failures an option surely it's an option now i appreciate ed harris and the, and the the person that you know that he was playing there caring about these three guys' lives and and the whole program and trying to get it back. I'm not, not faulting him at all. I'm not saying that he was faithless or anything like that. But there is very much a different perspective there. A person of faith, of deep faith, can say, you know what, God, failure might be an option. And if that's what you have for me, then okay, I don't like it. That was Jesus in Gethsemane. God, is there another way to do this? Father, is there another way? I don't like this way. Is failure an option? And But if, if death is the only option, let your will be done, not mine, yeah. which tells you what Jesus' will was. It wasn't dying. It was living and saving humanity. And yet he is willing to have that death moment, and sometimes we have to die to something in our own life.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I, from I've heard all your stories, and I think all of us can say that r- really failure was a necessity for all of us to actually be here around this table because we had to come to a point at the end of ourselves. That's what I did for so long is just try to control things. Um, and it was such a frustration because I thought that was the right thing to do. And cr- most Christian circles, it was always a self-helper, Take yourself up by the bootstraps, and yeah, you got to, you know, sprinkle in a little God and a little Holy Spirit, but you'll get there. But even then, it was a total submission, and you were still doing things on your own. And it's so much more freeing when you know that you don't have to; that you can truly let Jesus take the wheel, and He's going to drive you home.
1: So. I think about that uh, Apollo thirteen story. Really, the three guys in the command module had to live by the faith because they had absolutely no control. They could only do what they were told, and they had to be obedient, right, and execute it because they had to have 100% faith in the people that were back home, trying to get them home. You know, and I think my problem tends to lie in two things, what I define as failure. Because what I define as failure obviously may not be what God defines as failure, right? What mankind defines as failure, you know, in, in many of the people's eyes, for three days, Jesus had failed, (laughs) <laughs> yeah. You know, and for generations after that, the ones that didn't believe, right, that Jesus had failed. And so you can go get trapped in that. You know, I still wake up every night in the middle of the night before I have a closing the next day because we're supposed to not have any open items at closing. We're supposed to have the house 100% done. And so I wake up every time running through my head. Is there anything left? Is there anything left? Because I'm not going to fail on my watch. <laughs> and at the end of the day, if I had it, it wouldn't really be that big a deal. Right, but I lose sleep every time. You know, until I can talk myself out of it's really not that big a deal. It's not truly failure. You know, but that falls into what I deal with a lot is saying, Okay, God, I'm gonna give it to you, but A A, yeah, it's really yours. I'm not just giving you the lip sync of the you know, this is yours. B, I'm gonna do what you asked me to do, and I'm gonna trust that you know what failure and success is
0: way more than I do. You know, there's this app that's at ransom heart. It's called the pause app and you know to be completely transparent I don't use it anymore because I ended up with so much <laughs> screen time you know with the I'm like this is this is in itself now I'm using this as a crutch in order to listen to God and I don't want to I want to listen to you without the app anymore but the, the app did teach me and I think it's, it's good for this the, the surrender and actually asking God at different times during your day, is there something I need to let go of? Like, and it was really a wonderful training. I mean, at 10 and 3 and all those things, the alarm would go off, and there you go. It's time to think, okay, God, what do I need to let go of? And one of the wonderful ways that (laughs) God can train a 64-year-old man is my nap time okay i go home most days and i take a nap <laughs> say it louder
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: it's my nap time okay so do you get a bottle of that yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well the point is is if you're gonna lay your head down yeah i eat lunch and then harold I, doesn't have to take naps i anymore. know he's 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 beyond me but seriously, in order to sleep at that time of the day, you have got to let go. And I lay my head on the pillow. I'm like, okay, God, I am completely trusting you with the rest of my day because clearly I need sleep. And You know, I just do. And, and, and I am so much more productive in the afternoon. As a result of my nap, I can show you, I'm, you know, a lot of what I do is creative work and I can't be creative if I'm not <laughs> rested and I can't be rested if I'm holding on to stuff. And so, you know, to me, there's definitely ways that we can go about, you know, beginning that in great integrated into our lives on an, you know, two or three times a day to let go of stuff. In
1: order to be like transparent, I've got the pause app. Anybody guess how many times I've actually paused
4: <laughs> when it's said to? Is that like a dog adoption? Yeah, P A U S. Yeah,
1: P A U S E. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it'll go off. And I'll like kind of go. Yeah, and I don't have time for that. You know, <laughs> I got stuff I got to control.
4: I think I know? downloaded it and didn't even really realize what it was at first. And the first couple of times, I was like, "What is that?"
1: Yeah, I, I, I would do a lot better to be like you, Robbie, and just take advantage I, of that time.
4: I need. I need to. Be a little bit more like that. It, it probably would be very helpful to me. I am only creative and and really tuned in to God early in the mornings. Um, you know, I try to get up at four thirty, five five thirty, six eight thirty sometimes. Um, I mean, I try to get up early and spend time with God and, and I've, as of late, been writing more and more. And I used to do that and I used to really enjoy it. And it was a burden for me for a long time. And, and, uh, it's not anymore. It's a joy and, and I'm, I'm doing it. But what I do find out is that when I miss those morning times, the rest of my day, I'm even less in tune with God. But when I do take that time in the morning that at three o'clock or at two o'clock or when a when a guy comes up on a job site and go, I'm building my own house right now and I'm building a barn for men to meet in and have a good time in and, and, and stuff in the kingdom. And um, in the process of that, I've got a lot of guys working on my construction site and they're mostly young and they're constantly coming to me and saying, "All right, you've been in this business a while, or you've been around life for a while. Help me figure this out." And it's not about construction; it's it's about life, and uh, it's it's a blessing to have energized my soul to to drunk drink from the well in the morning, so that I've got some water to share, you know, later on in the afternoon. And it's not necessarily what I. You know, studied that morning or prayed about that morning. It's just that my well is is no longer empty. You know, it's it's ready, and I can minister out of hopefully the overflow. Often, um, rather than oh no, God, I'm dry down here. I I don't, I don't, I got, I gotta say something because I'd be a poser. You know, if oh wait, no, I am a poser because I have to say something. Um, But no, it 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 makes so much more. Uh, in my life. But that whole issue of, I don't know what I can control right now, but I'm going to control the way I'm seen. I'm going to control the way I come off to other people. Um, I want to control my image. You know, Robbie was talking about that earlier. I, I don't have it all together. I'm all messed up, but at least I can control the facade. I can control the poser right now and make everybody think I've got it together, even if I don't. And that's probably the biggest battle that I fight right now, because there's lots of days where I'd like to go, you know, I got nothing for you. Um, I'm as broken as you are in that you know, particular moment. You know, the beautiful thing from my
0: perspective is just came to my mind. We go back to Peter, right? I mean, his whole world was out of control but what that was was the stripping of peter's mask right i am going to be there for you jesus i'm your guy Da, 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 da right and, and what turned out to be you know obviously appeared to be failure to to peter when he's asking you know when he's standing there denying him three times because at this point in time clearly in his heart it, you know the whole thing's coming on par and so here i am and he but what happened as a result of that Was we got down to the real Peter, and Jesus on the morning you know that we had breakfast you know and asking Peter, do you love me? Let's get down to the heart of this deal. Let's get down to what's real, and let's get past the shame, and let's get down to do you love me?
2: Yeah, that was what I was talking about. Though failure was a necessity there. Yeah, exactly. It it had to be, and it's it's sad that it has to be, but that's what us all of us humans go through. We have to come to that point at some point in time to give up control.
3: And to give up the and the mask stripping yeah.
0: is yeah. part of that process as well,
3: and and I appreciate you talking about that earlier. How all of us have had to go through that. It, um, you know that you know anyone who's listening who thinks that you know there are born leaders, there are no born leaders. Uh, we all have to learn. The guy who mentioned you know forty five minutes or else they die, he had to listen and accept that I was wrong, but he learned something in that moment. Um, you know th- it talks about how tribulation brings. It brings about uh, perseverance, and perseverance, you know, uh, character, and you know, it. We require this to grow. We requ- you know, none of us are are born David, right? We I have mean, to be shaken, not stirred. Right? It's a James Bond thing. <laughs> there you go.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, that's probably his show, and it's a
4: Yeah, R- Robbie's heroes just got out of. You know, I don't know. Yeah. He's he's thinking <laughs> of the wrong hero here, but. Um,
1: you know, it makes it difficult, though. I mean, yes, logically, uh, scripturally, mm. I believe that all to be true. But when I'm in the midst of it, mm. yeah, nobody wants it, that. It, it's so hard.
4: Why Absolutely. can't you be more like me, Sam?
1: I, you know, that's my goal. <laughs> yeah, you know, back in the '80s, more like Mike. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Be like Mike, and, and then now be like Darren.
4: No, that's that's <laughs> nobody's goal. Hopefully, um, yeah, I, I'm I'm right there with you. It's it is what does really giving up control look like what does that really mean in your life and maybe you don't know maybe that's a place to start is is okay God show me what it looks like to lose control now I used to not pay for pray for patience right because I I, God does things to you so that you have to have patience is what I thought that's a lie but what does it look like to really give God control
1: yeah, I think it's something you just start with the baby steps and say, God, I'm going to give this to you. And and if I take it back, that doesn't mean I can't go right back to my knees and give it to you again and mm-hmm. say, I'm going to keep doing that until I can walk in faith. Because at the end of the, the realm, maybe some of the times we fall into failure is all because we didn't give up control, yeah. right? And we could have avoided that failure. Maybe not. Maybe we're not going to avoid it. But the thing is to walk in trust with him, knowing that he's got your heart better than even you have it, And he's going to take it to a place of life and freedom and restoration. We'll see you next week.